The Fuzzy Mike presents This Week in Sports. The Jacksonville Jaguars ended their losing streak at 20 when they beat the Miami Dolphins on Sunday. After the win, Coach Urban Meyer suggested lap dances for everyone. Kicker Matthew Wright ended the long losing streak by converting three field goals, the team's only made field goals this entire season, including this 53-yard winner. It's away, and he got it! He got it! Jacksonville wins and ends the second longest losing streak. After the game, the NFL recognized Wright's performance by selecting him for a random drug test. That's actually true. I wish I was clever enough to make that joke, but when you're talking about or dealing with the NFL, the jokes just write themselves. The game was played in England. Nice of the NFL to play such a wretched game five hours ahead of Florida's time zone. That's one way to keep the suicide rate down. Play the game when nobody's awake. I've got to hand it to the NFL marketers on this one, though. When you're trying to proliferate your product globally, it's always a potent move to send a winless team to play against a one-win team. England hasn't seen that level of futility since the first season of Ted Lasso. Oh, he makes the extra pass! Hendrick buries it! Manchester City win and AFC Richmond's time in the Premier League is over. And that makes me wonder, albeit in jest, Jacksonville is led by a first-time NFL coach who had tremendous success at the college level. Their quarterback is in his rookie season where he too had incredible success in college. Given the way the Georgia Bulldogs are playing, could we take a page from the Premier League and relegate Jacksonville to NCAA status and promote Georgia to the NFL? Speaking of relegated, St. Louis Cardinals manager Mike Schilt was relegated to the unemployment line after his shocking firing last week. In a move of true professionalism, Schilt would not say why he was let go and had nothing but praise for an organization where he was a scout, minor league manager, and then eventually the skipper of the big squad. Also, I'd like to thank the organization for the opportunity to coach and manage at the major league level starting with the DeWitt family and the ownership group, along with Mo and his front office staff. I will always be very, very appreciative of your trust in me. I'm also very grateful for Mike Matheny allowing me the opportunity to be on his staff and giving me a chance at the major league level to start that chapter of my career. All we know about his firing is that there was a, quote, philosophical difference between the front office and he. And that information came from the front office. Schilt guided the Redbirds to the playoffs in three of his four seasons at the helm. He'll definitely resurface with another organization. How can you not want a man with this emotion leading your team? I'm also most grateful. There's no crying in baseball. Um... for my beautiful and supportive wife, uh, Michelle, and my amazing stepdaughters, 
Laura Grace, and Madison. The point here is, there is nothing wrong with getting fired, and there is everything right in not airing dirty laundry as to why it happened. Kudos, Mike Schilt, and much success to whatever team you lead next. Back to football. Since this is recorded on Thursday, by today, Deshaun Watson could be in a different uniform. If it's two a seasons and done, well, then he's in Miami as a Dolphin. If that darn old experiment didn't work, then he's in Carolina as a Panther. Or, since the trade deadline isn't until November 2nd, he could still be what's on the sideline for the Houston Texans. <laughs> See what I did there? Hey, I just write it. You're the one that actually listens to it. Someone who did get out of Houston. J.J. Watt has picked a team. Don't pay attention to fake Peloton Twitter. He's going to the Arizona Cardinals. And with the Cardinals and Texans facing off in Arizona tomorrow, Watt was asked if he left the Texans because he anticipated how bad they'd be this season. He answered with a stone face and just one word. Um, yeah. Finally, sad news from the world of college athletics. A Tufts University lacrosse player choked to death in a charity hot dog eating contest. A member of the lacrosse team posted on Instagram, quote, She will be remembered as a bright light, a social butterfly, an amazing teammate, a kind and generous person, a wonderful sister and daughter, and a jumbo that we can all aspire to emulate. You wish that's how she'll be remembered, but sadly, it won't even be close to how people will think of her. People only remember the ending, and hers was an ignominious defeat, trying to deep-throat a meat tube. I'm not shocked that someone died in an eating contest. Frankly, I'm surprised more people don't, as they stuff their mouth and rape their gullet all in the name of competition. I can't help but think that somewhere, in a sand-laden part of Africa, some malnourished kid with flies as pets is waiting for his 18 cents per day meal, quietly saying to himself, Serves you right, assholes. This has been the Week in Sports.